0: One hundred and thirty-five, divided by werewolves, my uh, mouth had, I guess, what you could call some sort of spasm in the original outro, so stick around for outtakes so you can hear it. Reminds me, uh, the other morning, (laughs) I was sitting at my desk, working, and I took a giant sip of coffee and decided to just open my mouth. Just... No reason. Just had coffee in my mouth, decided to open my mouth, and then all the coffee, as you would expect, fell out of my mouth. And then I put my hand under it as if I could catch it (laughs) and actually looked around like I thought maybe someone was in the room with me who might have been able to give some insight into why I would just... There was no one there, first of all. So I don't know what I was hoping. I don't know what I was hoping to accomplish with either one of those actions. You can't catch a liquid. And there's no one there to explain what the fuck I was doing. But I feel like when I opened the show, that was like the the speaking equivalent. <laughs> just opening my mouth with coffee in it. So anyway, how is everyone? We're at the end of November. Uh, American U- U.S. Thanksgiving is... This is a few days away. People are traveling in record numbers, uh, which why I don't know why you would travel during Thanksgiving under normal uh, circumstances. I certainly don't know why you would do it now when everybody seems fucking half cocked, ready to punch a flight attendant in the face (laughs) simply because they, you know, don't have enough peanuts or whatever it is people get mad about these days, which honestly seems like everything, but. Yes. (laughs) But, uh, you know, I saw that uh, we have a a very small airport by us, and they said that travel was up... They said travel was up, like, 78% from last year. And I was like, well, that makes sense, right? Last year, people probably weren't traveling a lot, so... But then it was, like, (laughs) up up 150% from 2019. And I was... I don't understand why that would be. All I could think of is, like, people didn't travel in 2019, because I was like, well, we'll travel next year. And then next year, they couldn't travel, so then this year, they're like, fuck it, I'm traveling. And I was just like miss me with that bullshit. I mean, air travel in the United States in the year of our Lord 2021 uh, is a nightmare under the best of circumstances. Much less add in everything that's going on and it's like, no. yeah. So... So, uh, do you, do you, do you have big plans? Do you, do you cook on Thanksgiving? Do you have folks come to your place? Do you end no. up having to go to your mom's or how does that shake out for you?
1: Yeah. The last several years it's been, we just go to mom's because, you know, it it was such a, such an ordeal for my parents. Cause my mom would cook everything yeah, and then her and dad would have to load that shit up in the car and drive all the way here. And it's like, at some point I finally was like, why don't, We'll just go there because, right. you know, my grandmother passed away several years ago, and that was kind of the thing. The whole family would show up at her place, mm-hmm. and people brought food and did what you traditionally think of for Thanksgiving. But once she passed away, and kind of, it just like everybody just kind of splintered, in it and there was no like centralized location, and, and, mm-hmm. and it was like it's just so much easier for her if she, if, you know, if she's going to be up at you know two in the morning, start cooking and shit. Why? Right. Why on earth would you need to pack all that up and then drive still? Like just we'll right. come there, and you know we go we go to my parents' house and and eat and then leave <laughs> with leftovers. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny. So I am, I love Thanksgiving, but I'm not, a f- I'm not a huge turkey fan, and I really am not a fan of my mother-in-law's cooking, and that's that's, the, I mean, she just. She, she and flavor have I guess what I would call an adversarial relationship. Um, <laughs> but she you know, she always wanted to do it. It was like always really important to her that she did it. But then you know, she's kind of getting older. It just like seemed like it was like the stress of it and all that stuff. And then I found this method of making a turkey online where you you break the bird down instead of like cooking a giant turkey. so you break it down into like the individual parts so that way like you can pull out the ones that are done earlier and then this dry brine and and it just makes us like um, like the turkey is like it actually it's like turkey actually want to eat uh and then uh, you know i've just kind of accumulated all these recipes over the years so i started doing thanksgiving dinner because i'm like i like the food and then i would rather know that i'm gonna have a meal i enjoy even if i'm the one Mm -hmm. doing like all the cooking um Mm -hmm. And so then when they moved down here last year, um, they came over and it's like, you know, Christmas, I don't care about, it's like Christmas, it's like, I'm not into a big Christmas meal. Cause like, honestly on Christmas day, you know, after the, the whole pain in the ass that is the holidays, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck about cooking.
1: So yeah, we're the same. It's, it's like Christmas is whatever we do. Like, like mom's going to do something. And so it's it's become like finger foods or just stuff like that because honestly like you're so uh, we're always so fucking exhausted who who wants to sit down and eat like it's not yeah it's and, such an ordeal anyway
0: And that's the thing it's like with kids it's like I mean when Lynn and I were together it was you know so when when Lynn and I first got together you know, I was living, we were both in upstate New York. She had her family. I had my family. And so it was like, you just ping pong back and forth. Same thing Mm. for Thanksgiving. You ping pong back. Okay. Are we having Thanksgiving dinner at her mom's house? Okay. Well then we have to go to my grandmother's house for dessert and then Christmas. Mm. Okay. Well, you know, my aunt is having Christmas Eve, so we have to go there, but then we have to do Christmas morning. You know, it's like where we wanted to do Christmas was never in consideration. It was like, Mm -hmm. nobody gives a fuck where you want to open up presents. Just get your bitch ass (laughs) over here, right? And then you end up like, I got to go here, I got to go there, I got to go here, I got to go there. Like, honestly, and like, it's funny because my wife and I are so much on the same page because we've lived through it. And it's like, when my kids, you know, they're older, if they're just like, we're going to do Thanksgiving on our own, wherever it is we're living, I'd be like, okay great i'm fucking picking i'm gonna throw a fucking dart at a map of europe or africa or, or asia and we're going there because like like no lying one of the best thanksgivings we ever had was after so when my wife and i first got married we moved out to seattle because i loved pearl jam like that was literally the reason that we moved out to Seattle was I was like I like flannel shirts and I love this band and I would like to live here and she was like okay you know and my um one of my fraternity brothers Mike Wojcik he was he decided he was going to school he was uh, getting his doctorate in Idaho and wanted to run in the Seattle marathon which is right after Thanksgiving so he came for Thanksgiving dinner I made a shit ton of food because he was like carb loading for the race. Mm. He ran the marathon. We we congrat we like congratulated him at the finish line. He came home, crashed for like, you know, at our place, crashed for like 3 hours. Like it was the best Thanksgiving because it was just us. And then yeah. like a year later, Linda's brother came out and we had Christmas just us and it was so nice. You know, we were young, you know, we just to be kind of free of those familial like, responsibilities, and I'm sure, like, and I, I understand, like, from our parents' point of view, they were like, we would love to be able to see you and everything, but, like, you know, for me as a parent, I'm like, go, do your thing, like, that's what that's about. There's plenty yeah. of time later on when you start your own family, you know, should you decide to, to start feeling like, hey, I want to have everybody here, you know, for that type of thing. Um, right. but, um, but, yeah, like, Chris, I mean, the thing is, like, I love my mother-in-law, but it's like, you'll tell her, She'll be like, what do you want for Thanksgiving me to bring? And I'll be very specific. If you could bring these things, it'd be great. And it's like, what about this? 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 this?" It's like, I don't need. So now I'm just like, for Christmas, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what. If she wants to have Christmas dinner, we'll just go over there and have Christmas dinner. Like, I don't want to cook. I don't even want to deal with it. If she wants to make a meal and fucking bust her ass, more power to her. We'll go over there. We'll enjoy a meal. And then we'll be the ones leaving. (laughs) Right. Uh, And and it was different, like, when our kids were young, right? Because it's, like, that was always the worst, is, like, you wake up Christmas morning. doesn't matter if you get one thing or a dozen things, right? You want to hang out with that thing, right? You want to play with that game or that action figure or whatever it is. The last thing you want to do is fucking put on nice clothes and go to grandma's house, right? Right, yep. But now that my kids are grown, it's like, yeah, whatever, we'll go. We'll go wherever, um, but um, but I'm I'm definitely feeling like are you how much time are you taking off? Do you just take Thanksgiving off, or do you get more time off during the week?
1: Well, um, this year um, we will be. I think we're closed on the Friday. Oh, nice. Historically, yeah, it's been the hospital doesn't close anyway. So yeah. like, you know, some like Thanksgiving generally, unless you're on call for me has always been you know okay we're off thursday but we work friday probably mm. um this year we're closed thursday and friday because now there's like since this is a surgery center you mm. know the, none of the doctors are gonna be working there's no emergency surgery anymore yeah it's yeah yeah elective, it's all right? like so, elective yeah yeah so i'll have for the four days oh nice. nice yeah,
0: yeah i do the same thing except i take i take wednesday off to cook because i got to break the yeah, bird down like gotcha i like. brine it so i like i break the bird down then i make stock from the carcass then i make all my gravy and do all that shit so and then they started this new thing by us because they opened up this new neighborhood it's like by wow, this big water where they do food trucks on wednesday so i mm-hmm. was like fuck yeah i'm gonna go get some food truck we went to this place i had a grilled octopus mediterranean pita last time i was there it was so goddamn good and then they make this place. They make these. They do fries with like sriracha sauce, sauce, feta mm. cheese, you know, all this shit on it. It was a fucking amazing. So Linda was like, "Food trucks come back Wednesday." I was like, "Fuck yeah, they are! I'm gonna be cooking all day. The last thing <laughs> I'm doing is fucking cooking for you." Fuck that noise. We're going to get food trucks, <laughs> and they had, so uh, can't wait. But um Thanks. okay, so so this week. uh we uh things kind of came in in terms of like what to watch in in a way that unfortunately we we were not really able to coordinate uh too well uh on things that that we watch together so uh we'll definitely have a bunch of stuff um in the next few shows in terms of like things that we watched together so so this week is definitely a mitch watched a bunch of stuff i watched a bunch of stuff and then we'll kind of uh wrap about those things so um well, let me. I'll go real first, real quick. I finally, I finally did watch No Time to Die, uh, which was the kind of final uh, Daniel Craig James Bond movie. And so you said you've only seen Casino Royale, which is <laughs> where he gets hits and hit hitting hit the in the nuts with the the uh, the rope knot. Um, yeah. So I am a huge fan of Daniel Craig as, as James Bond. Love Casino Royale. I Actually, like Quantum of Solace. I think way more than. Other people do. Um, Loved Skyfall, but I felt that Spectre was just, like, boring as shit. Uh Mm. Which is really frustrating because, one, it's Blofeld, and two, it's Christopher Waltz. And how do you make Christopher Waltz as Blofeld boring? How do you make Christopher Waltz boring, period? I don't know. How you make him playing, like, the most iconic of Bond villains outside of maybe Jaws boring, I don't know, but they somehow managed to do it. And then with all the delays that No Time to Diet had, had that were not pandemic-related, I didn't really have a lot of good thoughts for this one. But it actually ended up, you know, I was really, really surprised at how good it was. Um, mm. And it's two hours and 43 minutes long. And I don't know about you, but when I see a runtime that long, oof. my immediate thought is, yeah, that's it, right there. <laughs> Just, oof but it it actually moves. I mean it is a very brisk three hours um and there's there's you know the thing that I've always liked about the Daniel Craig Bond movies is it feels as if they 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 had like these through lines running through all the movies, so you could have callbacks to earlier ones in the series, and it wasn't just like. Um, you know, like, like some of the Bond movies prior to that, where everyone seemed almost with the exception of like when they would have like villains show up from time to time where everyone was like completely independent from the one before, mm. um, you know, in part, because I feel like they're like, well, you know, if we're changing actors, we can't call back to something that James, you know, that maybe Sean Connery did if this is Timothy Dalton or whatever, um. Right. But, you know, the Craig movies, they really seem to make a point. Like, we are, these movies are all connected. They tell a story one to the other. And this one had tons of callbacks to the previous ones. Um, You know, even going back to to Vesper from, you know, Casino Royale and and at the beginning of Quantum Solace. And so it really felt like it was a, you know, all of these Craig movies was like a self-contained story. Um, and it ended in a really satisfying way and there was a lot of, you know, kind of good stuff, great action sequences. Daniel Craig I think is just an amazing actor. Like I've always mm-hmm. enjoyed his work and I've always loved kind of the, the world weariness he brought to Bond. You know, I mean he's a damaged, fucked up dude who just mm-hmm. happened to fall into a line of work where his damages his his damaged outlook worked for him. Um, you know, and I think it was a great end to, to, to what he did. Um, but at the same time I go, I don't want, I, I, I don't want another James Bond movie. Like what mm-hmm. I would like at this point is, is 007 movies. Cause they mm-hmm. kind of toy with that at, at one point in the movie, somebody else, there's another agent and she is designated 007 and there's a perfectly good reason why and and Mm -hmm. i think to me it's like every single time that they start to make they make they cast a new james bond that actor or actress or whoever now has to contend with the weight and the burden of every actor who played james bond and the reality is i mean i would not want any person to have to follow up daniel craig's run i think he was he was that good and he was that great of a change where now what new stuff are you going to do with james bond because we've already seen the 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 freewheeling kind of womanizing playboy and now we've seen like the world weary damaged you know Mm. guy what are you going to do at that point right like whereas if you make 007 movies you can bring in anyone and any background and they could be any actor or actress any background and it's not so much and it could even be you you know what i mean like you whatever you, the, the the to me the story options just expand dramatically when you're not tying yeah. it to a man named James Bond
1: right you, you, yeah.
0: you're saying this is a 007 agent and they have a license to kill and it doesn't what their name is isn't as important, and and mm. and you could have a whole fucking squad, of, you know what I mean? Like it could be like, yeah. a whatever, like a Dread Pirate Roberts type of thing, where it's like you know, like the double oh seven <laughs> is like yeah. you know instilling fear in the hearts of the, the criminal under whatever. I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where they go from here with it. But um, but I was really really happy with the ending. I I was I was I was very hesitant. To watch it just because of all the delays and because of how much I didn't like Spectre and and maybe if I were to watch it again, like outside of expecting it to not be great, I'd be like, eh. But I I I think it was a was a fitting end for him and 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 he'll I think he'll probably go down. Like I love Timothy Dalton as James Bond. You know he had a much harder edge. Um and and I I loved his movies, but I think for me. I think Daniel Craig will probably go down as my favorite Bond.
1: Nice. So. Yeah, I'm not a Bond guy. I don't know. I've seen, I've seen um, the one with Halle Berry, and then oh yeah, yep, and then uh, Casino Royale. I think that's it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I saw. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, so I've seen all of the Pierce Brosnan ones, all of the Timothy Dalton ones. Um, the Roger Moore ones, um, you know, View to a Kill. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw, you know, Moonraker, um, I'm trying to remember what else. And then the, you know, I saw the George Lasmy one, the first one. And then I've seen the Sean Connery ones. I'm not sure if I've seen all of them because there Mm -hmm. was like this weird thing where like, there was a time, like, the rights were in, um, uh, like, two different studios had rights. So, like, at one point, James Bond made a James Bond movie that was, like, a remake of a previous movie. But, like, they only had the rights to certain things. Was this
1: yeah, I remember thing.
0: that. Um, so, I don't know if I've seen all of the Connery ones. But, I, I mean, I've seen a lot of Bonds <laughs> over yeah. the years. Yeah. Um, it was oh, just yeah. kind of like a thing. It was just like, oh, new Bond movie. All right, you go see it, right?
1: Uh-huh. Right i wish it. i had gotten into it like because i think i would have liked the older stuff like way better like the almost like because i know there's oh
0: different. yeah like goldfinger and dr no yeah, like that, yeah that those are, are some cheesy ass but they're exactly. there's there's um there's a lot of like personality to those movies like a thousand percent yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I feel like the Sean Connery Bond is a lot closer to the the Ian Fleming Bond, but the Ian Fleming Bond mm-hmm. is not a great guy, <laughs> you know. Like I mean, he's not a very nice person. But um, yeah, uh, but anyway, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, all right, so you, I, so you, you, two movies that you've seen. One is the Deep House. One's the Medium. I am unfamiliar with both of these. Are these like um, kind of Shutter movies? Or are they uh, uh, streaming g- currently right now. Uh, I've not yeah, heard of either uh, one of these guys.
1: So the medium is on Shutter, okay, um, and the Deep House is, um, I guess, Amazon stuff like that, all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they, the Deep House got theatrical, but unfortunately, nowhere near me. I, I don't think the Medium did. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Medium is the is a new like possession movie from. I, I thought it was the same director as The Wailing. It's not. Um, somebody that had something to do with The Wailing had something. It's one of those, like mm. from the producers maybe of, yeah. from the people that brought you or something like that, right? Um, <laughs> from the writer that brought yeah. you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm so good at this I'll do my research I have notes no I I just watch movies man
0: (laughs) no no (laughs) well sometimes it is hard to tell though I mean it's not even a question of that it's like I don't I don't understand like where the hell (laughs) this person's from (laughs) right
1: um but yeah, this one um, this one's from Thailand. Um, it turns out the director, whose name I'm not even going to uh, attempt to pronounce, and so if anyone knows how to pronounce this name, like you know, good for you, man, because I can't. It's the same person that directed Shutter, which I had seen um, long time ago, mm. like it, it, back when, like I was getting DVDs from Netflix still and like yeah, yeah. <laughs> burning them stuff like that. Um, but this one's about. Um, it starts off almost like, it's like a found footage kind of movie and it starts okay. off you're following this woman who is a shaman and um there's this goddess that in her that runs in her family her bloodline who picks one member of their fam one female in their family to be you know the shaman of this particular um goddess in in the village uh and it starts off following her Um, and she's like, you know, she's like, she takes it very seriously, but like, she also is like, you know, I'm also a seamstress and like, I have other shit to do. Like people come to me, like, (laughs) this is not my only job, right? Like, like the villagers, (laughs) like they come to her and for like healing and stuff. And she does her little rituals and things like that. And so the, the documentary crew kind of asked her, he's like, so what's the extent of, you know, your powers here when it comes to to healing the sick. And she starts laughing and she's like, look, you know, if you got like a stomach ache or, you know, something like that, you know, the things I do can cause people to feel a little bit better. Uh, But if you got cancer, probably go to the hospital. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) And so, um, and so her, um, her sister has a daughter, um, who's, I can't, Believe I've forgotten her name because they say it a billion times. In the movie. <laughs> uh, Mink, yeah, Mink. So, so Nim is the woman who is is the shaman. Mink is her uh, niece, and. Like some weird shit is starting to happen to her, and she's like, "Well, it's it's the goddess. She's obviously chosen Mink to be the next in the bloodline, and her sister's completely against it, wants nothing to do with it. She's like to, to the point to where she's got Mink going to a Christian church in the village. Um, she's like, it's nonsense. I'm not letting her waste her life. This, that, and the other. And so what you come to find out is that Nim, the the shaman, her sister was supposed to be the one chosen by the goddess to be the next shaman. And she mm-hmm. did some kind of shady shit and kind of to get it passed along to her sister, Nim. And, um, now she's afraid for, you know, she doesn't want her daughter having to do with it. And so she's afraid kind of, that she's kind of trying to do the same thing to keep her daughter from having to deal with it, but things are happening anyway. And so she ends up going so far as to bring this other uh, shaman guy in to perform a ritual to get it to pass over her mm-hmm. and this guy kind of isn't 100% on the up and up uh, and when he does his ritual uh, it gets interrupted which is a big no-no and yeah. some other kind of things happen right and so basically what he's he's done is kind of left the door open to let not necessarily only the goddess get a shot you know get at Mink now it's kind of... You've left the door open and anything could come through here, so... Historically, it, that's bad. Right. That's and, I don't fuck with kinda, Ouija boards. I don't care who made them. Hasbro. Right, I don't give a fuck. Right. Exactly. And it, it kind of goes from there. And I was And, and it, it It's like another one, like you said, with the Bond thing. It's like two hours and ten minutes. And it's wow. just like, oh, Jesus. But I would say probably 40, 45 minutes into it, the it shifts focus from Nim to Mink uh-huh. and what's going on with her. And she's kind of, she starts off just kind of, it looks like she's almost like just rebelling against her mother or against everybody, you know, and she's acting out and, and things kind of escalate from there to where she starts, she loses her job. Uh, she starts doing, you know, some pretty heinous shit uh-huh. and, and, being that she's i think she's 16 maybe 17 something like that she's a minor but she's she's doing some pretty bad stuff and of course you know it kind of goes from there um with them trying to um exercise whatever this thing is that has gotten into mink Um, Mm -hmm. and it's pretty fucking brutal by the end it's it's, uh yeah it i liked it um it's uh I thought the whaling was better. And again, it's not the same director. So it's kind of an unfair comparison, but when they plaster that all over the poster, I'm thinking the whaling, you know, sure. Yeah. Uh, Why wouldn't you, but, uh, it ended up liking it, um, well enough. I think it was a little too long, mm-hmm. but, uh, but you know, and it, it kind of marries itself to the found footage thing with the documentary crew and stuff. Um, and it kind of sticks with that, I guess to its credit, cause you kind of don't want it to be like, it, it's, I hate when they do that right when it starts as like a found footage but then halfway through at some point it, it's not anymore they just ignore that completely yeah um, even though you know what I mean and uh, it doesn't do that so so whether you're into found footage or the documentary kind of format or not uh, it, it sticks to it throughout the whole thing but there's some there's some pretty like intense and, and nightmarish imagery in this thing
0: oh.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah a yeah, really good song shutter not going to pretend um uh begin to try to pronounce any of these names but everybody <laughs> in it's pretty good uh you no
0: know, is it you know. is it subtitled oh yeah no. okay
1: yeah no okay. english i think now that you mentioned that no that was another movie i watched there's another movie i watched that was subtitled but then half the time they'd speak english and i was like why can't you just do that the whole time? No. I've yeah. watched a lot of foreign movies. We, the past two but we weeks.
0: watched one recently that was that. I'm trying to think what it was that I watched It was that way. It was like the same thing. Yeah, it was like, wait a minute, half of this is English and then it's not. Why wouldn't right. all of it be in English? They're talking to each other, they're doing it for right, my Right, exactly. Benefit. Yeah.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I don't think it was this one. I think this one really was all subtitled, but.
0: Yeah. You know, it's funny because, I mean, we've talked before, and for me, I mean, I find that, like, the demonic possession and stuff, you know, movies are the scariest ones, and I don't know why Mm -hmm. they're no more feasible than, you know, Michael Myers coming to my neighborhood, but there's just something about, you know, I don't know, like, just fucking around with you know any sort of uh thing to try to speak to something in another world or or you know when yeah. the the veil is thin and this place and you know people trying to contact it, that it's just to me I'm always just like nope you know nope. like do yeah. like get the fuck out of there because you know <laughs> something comes through it's never the thing you want you know it's something always right. like piggybacks on or the door gets left open and you know I know we all have like our things you know, for me, that that trope is is always is well, always the most effective.
1: Yeah. Um it, it it can go either way for me. Sometimes I just find it funny. Um this one is most decidedly not funny, and this one also it's not like the Exorcist in which like she's not making the bed levitate and shit her head yeah. and her head's not spinning around. Like it's it's just and, and it's a credit to the actress who played uh Mink in that she's at the start of the movie she's this sweet you know young girl mm-hmm. and then by the end when it's it's clearly not her that's that's behind yeah. the wheel so to speak right and the faces she's making and the contortions and the the things she's saying and then the actions you're just like shit it's like the most like base evil like yeah. just disgusting things that, that humans are capable of, but it's but you know this little girl from the start is, is it's not her, but it's right, like, right. Uh, it's just man, it. Some of the stuff stuck with me for a day or two because I was just like shit.
0: Yeah, and I think like, that's why like like for me like you know Dark and the Wicked. Part of the reason why I, I you know to me I think that movie scared me or resonated as much as it did is that it's like you know, I mean obviously any sort of horror movie you're gonna have this like well, why me kind of point to it but mm. it's like that movie is just there's nothing about that family satan just mm-hmm. decided to fuck with them because he could yeah like, that's yep. just what he does and so the all this shit that they went through and all the horrible stuff that happened to them was simply because satan was just like you know what i i choose i chew choo- you choo- choose you right, right. and to <laughs> me that's the scariest thing is just to think yep. that there's there there could potentially be this malevolent force and it doesn't matter if you lock your doors or it doesn't matter what you do that if he decides to fuck with you and start getting in your head you're that's it like mm-hmm. if you can't tell you know what's real from what's not like and that's why for me that movie fucked me up so much was because of that idea and the same thing to what to what you're saying is like you know if you've got this teenage girl and it's obvious that she's not behind the wheel anymore god how fucking terrifying would that be to feel like you're not in control of your own body or like hey and then you start thinking like is she witnessing what's going on is she like what you know that that's just awful Mm mm-hmm yeah. All right. Well, that's good. I'll add it to my list. So <laughs> I love about horror movies. That sounds terrible. Can't wait yeah. to watch it. You know. <laughs> right. um, okay. Well. Well, I I do not have any any horror movies to talk about uh, this week. I did watch. Um, so normally, and I've been very vocal, and I, we've been, I think, in, in strong agreement on this one. That you know, when it comes to um, you know, kind of the animated comic book movies like the dc animated stuff there's just no comparison between it and the marvel stuff like marvel they just kind of they don't even do stuff anymore they've kind of given up they're just like we're not going to do anything nearly as good as what dc's got going on uh and the latest dc animated one is um injustice which um if you're familiar with kind of uh never realms the guys who make the mortal Kombat movies you know that they've got a Injustice video games which has various DC heroes and villains fighting other DC heroes and villains and it all I believe they wrote the the comic book after the game, right? Like the comic book kind of supported the game. Yeah, so the idea is that in the game anyway is that the Joker kills Lois Lane and Superman uh, kills the Joker but then decides, you know what, it's probably best if like we're just in charge of things and Um, Kind of essentially sets up this almost like police state where, you know, he's kind of in charge and some (laughs) of the heroes sign up with uh, Superman and then Batman to nobody's surprise is like, that's not exactly how shit's supposed to go down. Um, And so it's these two factions of heroes and villains fighting against each other. And I did not play the first Injustice game. I did play the second one and the story beats were pretty good the cutscenes were great you know you don't mm-hmm. get the mortal Kombat like batman's not gonna punch you know gorilla Grodd in the face and you'll see or like kick gorilla Grodd in the balls and you see like a slow motion x-ray shot of his balls <laughs> shattering like they're not gonna do that right. but right. you know the the their interpretation of the various heroes and villains were good so this was the you know, kind of one further layer of of media properties was the, was the animated version of that, and it just was not great. Um, you know, the initial setup made sense, like, sort of. I, I don't know how Superman, or how the Joker killed Lois Lane in the comics in the movie. He tricks Superman into thinking that Superman is, like, shooting dark... or, um... Doomsday into space. Oh, is that what happens? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I wasn't a fan of that, but also, like, it just... I don't know. It was, like, one of those things where, like, they they're fighting against each other then it seems like at the end they all find common purpose together and have like a kumbaya moment and Ooh, like God. fighting a common villain together and but what happens is Razau Ghoul gets involved and it says to superman he's like hey man i'll help you out and he's like cool and then he brings in a mazo and and then superman's like well it's just a robot and he's like yeah but he can do whatever you want you know and then and then a Mezo goes you know Crazy and and starts mm-hmm. murdering people in either Metropolis or Gotham City. I don't remember. And um and Superman's like that seems bad, you know. And then they just kind of all get together <laughs> to fight Amazo together. And I'm just like, Ugh. yeah,
1: yeah, that's bad. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was. Yeah, I read
1: the I read the comic for years.
0: So... Yeah, it was not good. I I mean the initial setup was good. The voice t- I part of the problem is you know, like so Justin Hartley, who was Aquaman in the Smallville series and then he's on This mm-hmm. Is Us, it was a voice of Superman and he's fine. He's not a bad actor. It's just that, you know, I have Superman Superman actors that I really like and I have Batman actors that mm-hmm. I really like and and it's not to say that I can't like new ones, but I just wasn't a fan of who they cast. Like Kevin Pollack was the Joker and Kevin Pollock does great voice work, but I just it wasn't just really I don't know. And then like they had this whole thing where like, you know, Harley Quinn and um um uh Green Arrow were like hanging out together almost like in an odd couple type of situation. Where it was like yeah. hanging out and like like <clears throat> Is that part of the comic too?
1: Yeah, there's some of that stuff. It, it's it gets it's interesting uh, as because the comic, like I said, the game, you know, it, the comic based on the game. The comic ran for years, and yeah. then they did uh, they did a, that first series ended, and then they did a, a, a few issues of one where Harley Quinn was the leader of a group that was against the regime or whatever with uh-huh. Superman, and then. They did the second game, and there was a second comic that came out. So, I'll, my the details for me are going to be fuzzy, but I, I remember that there was some Green Arrow Harley stuff. There was a lot of of kind of uh, heroes and villains swapping sides, and, and yeah,
0: and there really wasn't a lot of that. It was, I mean, it was only like eighty some odd minutes, so it was pretty straightforward as yeah. to you know, like you know, Wonder Woman was Superman, but then wasn't, and then, yes, you know, yes, very, that, I, I remember kind, that, yeah but i mean it was like i don't know the the amount of time they spent with harley quinn and um you know green arrow together just seemed like a lot like i don't know like they're trying to mine it mm. for humor and it just didn't work as well and um, mm-hmm. now i will say at the same time i was right i was watching the second season of um, the Harley Quinn animated series on HBO Max, which I absolutely love, and I know you're not—you weren't a fan of it when it first started. It gets so much better in the second season. Uh, I mean, I didn't have a problem with the first season, but I loved the second season. So I was kind of like, really already very happy with a, a Harley Quinn that I was watching. So to have this one that was just like, I don't know, it just didn't yeah. do it
1: as much. Well, for no, me. I actually—I liked the show. I, I didn't like the first episode; it kind of turned me off of it. But I ended yeah. up watching the first season. And yeah. I liked it quite a bit. So yeah, yeah I, I turned I turned around on it after that, the initial shock. Of the- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but um,
0: I don't know. It was it, so. So this one, it's just ah, it, I think I think I would have been. I was more, you know, expecting. I I think they just were not comfortable with ending it. <laughs> Superman mm-hmm. is like, I'm in charge and I'll just kill anybody if they fuck with me, right? They just were not comfortable with ending the movie that way Um, and and knowing that it did span multiple games and the comic went for years and years, I just was like, well this just feels to me very much like you just kind of wanted to have your cake and eat it too um, yeah, it, it, and that, that's, and at the end, they're just like, you know, they're like, "We built a kryptonite prison for you, and we'll let you out when we need you." And Superman's like, "No, you don't have to worry. I'll go willingly, and I'll hang out in there by myself." And you're just like, mm. "What? Well, what? Like, just, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, Superman being a Boy Scout, like that—that's such a, a thing to kind of turn that on its head. So why not fucking commit mm. to it and just kind of yeah. have that be what happens? But they just really." didn't seem comfortable in doing that. And so I feel like it really lost a lot of what was interesting about mm. the games, you know, and, and the initial comics. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I kind of expected that to be honest. Like I, you know, it's one of those things where they, they hit a home run so often, and then, yeah. When it when it's something that like I'm really excited for, that seems to be the Their missteps, <laughs> like like the kill joke uh, Killing Joke, and now the Killing
0: Joke was yeah. yeah. I, and so, the reality is, like you know, I and I'm probably in the minority here, but I'm just gonna come out and say it that I did not think Long Halloween was all that great.
1: Yeah. And exactly. I don't know if it's That's because I,
0: I hold Long Halloween in such high regard, like that is such. Yeah. Like to me, like if I mean that is such a huge that is such a huge deal. That mm-hmm. book, that series is such a huge deal to me. I love that series to death. I've read it. I don't know how many times.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: mean, so that you know, maybe that that that's part of it. But like, yeah, I
1: think I,
0: so. Because- I thought it was fine. I, right. I, I you know I'm watching it, and honestly, I I couldn't remember who Holiday was. But mm-hmm. I'm watching this series, and I I almost don't care, and I'm like right. that's not like that's not how it's supposed to be. Like I'm supposed mm-hmm. to care. Um, yeah, you know what 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 happens? Uh, I just I don't I you know I don't know I don't know if I'm in the minority on that one or not, but I just didn't um, I just didn't think it was as good as. But I didn't ex- It's not that I didn't expect it to be good. I it's more that I went you know this was a this was something that i loved and so mm-hmm. um to expect it to be as good as 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 a comic that i want you know i read i've read i don't know how many you know dozens of times um mm-hmm. uh, it, it's just not gonna be um, yeah.
1: So. yeah yeah and, and, and i've you know i felt that way about the killing joke and then but i was going into it with very high expectations based on the track record and that one is just bad because it's bad (laughs) like
0: (laughs) yeah I mean I wouldn't even I didn't even watch it because once I heard about you know Batman and Batgirl fucking on the roof I'm like nope I'm out (laughs) like I'm just not I saw
1: it in the theater so
0: (laughs) oh did you really yeah
1: it was a Fathom Event yeah Fathom Events thing Uh, they they actually played it in, in Auburn and so I went uh, they had like a little making of featurette at the end, uh, but yeah, yeah, saw it. The only one I've seen in the theater of the DC wow. movies. Oh,
0: that's right. I yeah. forgot that they did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I totally it was, about about that. That. It,
1: was it was a rough evening. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, they can't all be winners, I guess. Okay, so so what was the next movie you watched? That's the the Deep House. Another one I've not heard House. of. It's,
1: this one is the. The new one from the the writer-directing duo of Alexandra Bastillo, I hope I'm saying that right, and Julianne mm-hmm. Um They did um, Inside, which is the first thing I saw of theirs, and I've seen everything since. Um, but they did... Um, they did, well, another movie this year, Candicia, which we didn't talk about on the show, which I liked quite a bit. Um, but they did Leatherface, the, the last... Texas Chainsaw movie. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they did... Um, sh- Blankin' again. Oh, Levide, uh, which I liked a good bit. Um, but yeah, they're, they're like one of these duos, like Benson and Moorhead, stuff like that, that. they Everything they do is kind of together. Um, and you know, and it, everything that I've seen since Inside, I kind of have expected that level of extremity, and it's not quite been that. And again, that's not their fault. They just... Man, they came out of the fucking block. They're swinging for the fences with their first movie. That movie is fucking intense. Mm-hmm. Um, and every, you know, the kind of the other stuff has not hit that level, but uh, the deep house is their newest one. It's about this couple of, of YouTubers, um, Ben and Tina, who they kind of do the thing where they go into like abandoned hospitals and they're looking for the paranormal sort of, but mm-hmm. it's not like a, uh, it's not like something on sci-fi, like Ghost Hunters. Like it's just a right. YouTube channel, you kind of go in and and uh, like their views are down, and it's just kind of like
0: uh, oh, like uh, super. like um, the uh, um, hostess not the super, or whatever.
1: The host or whatever. No, the host is a different hostess.
0: one. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hostess or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. yeah,
1: sort of like that. Yeah. Um, and then he hears about this, uh, this town that flooded. Uh, somewhere I forget where it was it's not in it's not in America um, so they take diving lessons they're gonna go and and go under and search through this like flooded uh, town or whatever and so they come across this completely untouched like mansion at the bottom of the lake mm. and and they they break into it and they're just kind of swimming around and going through it. And basically what the movie is, unfortunately, which I was kind of like, eh, because it was okay. Like I did I liked it well enough. Um, But it's just a generic haunted house movie that happens to have the shtick of the houses under water at the bottom of a lake. Oh, okay. Sadly, like I was hoping for more for, I knew kind of the premise and stuff. And I was hoping based on who did it, you know, it would, it would do have something, interesting or or, you know something different happen um and you think initially you think i'm like i'm not going to spoil what kind of the deal is but what you there's some imagery and some things they find and you're like holy shit what was going on here Mm -hmm. and then unfortunately as it goes on it's just your kind of -of run-of-the-mill haunted house movie okay Um, but the thing about it um is man it is it is one million percent style over substance this thing is it's gorgeous it's like it's the kind of thing where i've i've looked for podcasts or or something because i want to hear them talk about how they did this movie because it is absolutely incredible Uh because the whole movie it never leaves the lake once they go under that's it oh really yeah and so and so the the camera movements and just the way it looks and and again it's sort of found footage but not really it, mm-hmm. it kind of skirts the trope a little bit because he has a drone that, oh, that has yeah. a camera on it as well so you get a lot of those shots mm-hmm. but it's just incredible the 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 amount of like style this movie has to it and the fact that it takes place underwater and like it has some fairly creepy imagery that goes along with kind of that and it mm-hmm. has a couple of really good jump scares mm-hmm. but but I was just sitting there like I was glued to it, not so much because of the story, but just watching the camera movements and watching how things progress from one scene to the next. There's like cam shit where the camera's moving like through like handrails and underneath chairs and shit. And I'm just like, how the fuck did they do that? Right. Like it's right. just absolutely amazing to watch from a technical standpoint standpoint. But um like i said stories sort of your bland you know ghost fair
0: right right
1: but definitely worth watching just just for the the spectacle of it
0: right right and 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 you said that's like just kind of in your everywhere streaming type of thing
1: yeah amazon that kind of thing it's not there's no blu ray and here's the thing about these guys and it sucks a lot of their movies they they never hit physical over here yeah. um, i had to i had to buy an import of inside uh, Livid has never come out over here Leatherface of course did yeah um, Candisha still doesn't have a physical release and I don't know about this one so renting it might be your only option
0: right right yeah okay well it's like I mean from a technical standpoint I mean yeah that sounds really cool um I'll have mm-hmm. to see uh, what that what's involved there um okay all right um all right so my my last movie is um is the latest um Joe Carnahan, Frank Grillo, uh, hell yeah, I team up, see it. and that's that's cop shop. <laughs> um, you know, I, you know, Frank Grillo. First of all, Joe Carnahan's been making movies for a while, so you know, obviously he did narc, narc, and Smoking Aces, the Eighteen, the Gray. You know, lately, you know, so he did Boss Level uh, with Frank Grillo, which is a really fun. To me yes. like there was a, it was much better than fucking free guy. Uh and, and it was just kinda like this, you know, guy realizing he's like stuck in a game type of thing. Um and so Cop Shop is the, the latest uh collaboration between the two, but with the added extra phenomenal bonus of my favorite Scotsman, uh Gerard Butler. I love Gerard Butler. Like <laughs> Like Den of Thieves, I mean Dollar Tree Heat all day, every day, but it's such a great fucking movie and I love it so much. And as much as I think at times like the, you know, Olympus has fallen movies or whatever are so like Mm. nasty, they are fun to watch and he's great in them. Even like Greenland. Greenland, I was like, whatever. And he I thought he was fucking great. Like I thought he was fantastic. So, you know, you get a Joe Carnahan directed movie where Frank Grillo and and Gerard Butler are stuck in a in a in a sheriff's department jail together again at opposite odds, and you got a little assault on precinct thirteen action going on. You're trying to figure out why are they at the opposite ends? Why is one trying to kill the other? Um, and absolutely, Alexis Lauder plays um, Officer Valerie Young. She is fucking fantastic. So this to mm. me is like this. Almost like the 70s, um, you know, like I said, like like an assault on Precinct 13 type of thing where it's like it, there's so many like cool dialogue moments and visual moments and just, you know, getting to see Gerard Butler do his thing and, you know, Frank Rillo do his thing and then finally kind of see like where it all came together and why these two guys are in this police station at the same time. And these cops are just kind of like sucked into it all. Um mm-hmm. it was really, really good. Um, it was, I mean, it was it, probably one of my, my favorite movies this year. Um, it nice. it's just, it's it's solid, it, it cracks, and it just moves from the minute, like, it kind of starts. Like, you could tell these guys, these cops, they're just not used to anything ever happening, um, kind of, in this town. Like, at one point, um, you know, the the um, uh, uh, Officer Young and Officer Pena, they they basically take all the bullets out of their guns because they each have revolvers. They take all the bullets out of their guns to see who would win in like a quick draw. Like they're in, they're on duty, just like in the fucking station. They empty all the bullets and then like he's, you know, Officer Pena is doing this thing where he's like he's practicing, like you know, you put one bullet in the chamber, then you spin the the wheel and you see if you can snap it back. And have it land <laughs> yeah. on the bullet. And like this is they're just they're literally fucking around with guns
1: while they're on duty. <laughs> like
0: that's how little anything happens in this town. Is they're just you know, and then they're doing like the you know, fanning the hammer on each other and seeing who can <laughs> draw the fastest. Like whatever shit like that. So then you know, you get one guy who who shows up because his his, his car uh, is like they find him because his car is all shot up and they bring him in, and then another one you know gerard butler is is drunk and he fucking hits a a a cop sideswipes a cop's car and then he's in the drunk tank and then it's it becomes very clear he is not in fact drunk uh and it kind of goes from there but it's like you know it's kind of this this precinct or this sheriff's department is just not ready for what's about to come down on them um and then Toby, Toby Huss as uh, as Anthony Lamb, uh, a hitman. Um, he's he was fucking f- fantastic. You know, he's been on Reno Nine One One, and um, he's been in you know things, tons and tons of shit. But he was really really good. Um, so it's 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 it, you know for me once it kind of started, it just really didn't let up. Um, mm. And then uh, and then it kind of it kind of went from there so um, I highly recommend it Um, like I said it's probably one of my favorite movies this year Um, and it's I'm I'm excited for
1: it I just haven't seen it yet
0: it's less than two hours so oh nice yeah (laughs) yeah exactly
1: Deep House was too Deep House is quick 90 yeah doesn't doesn't stick around
0: yeah so highly recommend it Um, so I mean it's like 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 Final Boss or whatever it was called I I thought it was good um i just you know for me the the groundhog day combined with the video game trope i just was like whatever like i i don't know i i kind of yeah
1: i'm kind of over it too you
0: know i i think that uh, you know the problem is between i mean honestly like something like you know happy death day or even just the episode of supernatural like picking a poke like once you see something done as well as it can be done I'm just like, all right, it, this is good that you're trying, but I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Like, I don't need to see. It. I've seen the best it can be done. And the right. Supernatural episode, for me, that's, that's the high point. Yeah. So. Um, okay. So, uh, let's see. Um, on a game's perspective, let's see. I'm still continuing to play Far Cry 6. Uh, you know, it's a Far Cry game it's whatever however it opens and however serious it seems you know soon you're 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 fighting with a rooster across right. this island you know whatever <laughs> or there's a dog that's you know whatever, whatever. it's just this stupid shit and it's like has just like a turn your brain off and just kind of like complete tasks and shoot guys and it's actually pretty good i think though um you know, there really is no, there's no, the thing about it is if what you want is just, Hey, I'm like watching TV or I'm just going to fucking tool around a bit and do other things. Great. But because, um, they don't really tie like there's no skill trees. So you're not like looking to go up a level so that you could unlock, you know, chain kills or things like that. All that stuff is set with gear and I totally forget about it. I don't even realize it. Like I was looking through all these gloves I had and they're like remember like in Far Cry, like okay, so they'd be like, Okay, you know, I'm gonna get the, the 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 perk where if I stealth kill someone, I can push the thumbstick and chain it to somebody else. Or Yes. Right. If I stealth kill someone, I can pull a knife from their belt and throw it mm-hmm. at another guy. Or I can pull their sidearm and kill another guy. Like, the chaining kills, you just get that. The other stuff, you get <laughs> based on which gloves you're wearing. But you don't even know to, like, look in your gloves. Like, everything else, you kind of, the gear you get up until that point is like, oh, you'll, well, you'll take less damage from this, or you won't be affected by poison, or you'll automatically put out fires. It's not like, oh, you can grab a guard's gun and shoot somebody in the face, right? You don't even know to look for it. So, like, I, I hate That this 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 Mm -hmm. whole thing of everything getting tied to gear that Ubisoft seems to be has been moving towards, um, and they've done it. They did it in Wildlands. They did it in Assassin's Creed. They did like I fucking hate it. Like Mm -hmm. like because to me it then there's no reason to go up in skill beyond what you need to do for okay, what what number do I need to be at for the highest... You know, if I want to go take down the bad guy, I got to be level 12? Okay, great. I got to level 12, well, I'm just going to fucking make a beeline for that fucker. What reason, other than somebody like myself who just likes to tool around and knock off things on the map, what reason is there to bring your character past that when, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm not going to go and hunt down a certain pair of shoelaces just because <laughs> right. it gives me... Whatever, like I'm not gonna do that. I don't care, and it's not intuitive that that stuff does it. And then now I also have to play this weird fucking mixing and matching game of gear to determine what the best thing is, or I have to break the immersion of every time, like I roll up to a base and I go, oh, well, there's they've got three alarms, six snipers. This okay? Well, let me open up my suitcase. I'm gonna change my vest and put on this helmet, right. these shoes, <laughs> these pants. Like it just. No, I'm going to just take a tank cuz I've got like 6 of them. And I'm just going to roll up to the base and just shoot everything with a tank because it's a tank. Like <laughs> right, you know, exactly. and maybe if you were playing on hard, this stuff would come into play more and to me it's not how much it comes into play. It's how enjoyable is it for that to be the system you have to manage in order mm-hmm. to do this stuff and for me it's just not like i like perks i like knowing that if i go up a level i can invest perks in this tree and that's going to make it so the next time i do this thing i have i now have another tool in my tool belt that i can use um as opposed to just well i found a helmet that does fuck all for me and i'm at the same level i still have all the same hell everything else right Mm -hmm. um you know so so i I really wish they would go back to more perk focused you know progression meant something, not just were you lucky enough because there's stashes all over this fucking place, and every stash is a piece of equipment. I'm not going to go after all of them, there's right. too many of them, and oftentimes it's not even worth it so whereas doing things to move your character forward to get better skills is worth it. Right? Like, trying mm-hmm. to figure out like, I see a box out of map, but I don't know whether it's above me, or below me, how the fuck I go to get it. I'm just going to be like, fuck it, I don't care. I'll just go do this thing over here. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I really wish they would get... And, and I mean, Val, it was the same way. Val, it was like... I mean, it was, it was a combination. say it was more of a combination. It was like, you, you unlocked skills but then your gear gave you perks so you really could through the use of skills just kind of get a build that worked really well and then, and then augment it with gear, but you still were in control of the skill tree, so to speak and Far Cry just seems to go like fuck skill trees, we don't care, here's all the shit you can do, you want to do more find the right hat it's That's like, right. I'm not gonna do that like i'm just yeah. i'm just not and i mean then there's mods that you can put on your weapons but a lot of them are the same i've seen i've literally i've played this game i don't know how long um i don't know if it shows um but i've played it for dozens and dozens and dozens of hours i probably have at least 60 hours in this game and i've been using wow. the same weapons for probably the last 40 of them well wow. yeah i found <laughs> this i found this gun very early on and I customized the shit out of it, and every mm-hmm. unique weapon I've found since then has not been as good. And that's not how Far Cry should be, right? No, like there, right. there there's, there's, like, in 3 and, and 4, like, you know, submachine guns, stealth, with, like, scopes and silencers and mm-hmm. shit that would, like, wreck shit. Like, you, would, you might try things that you were underleveled for just because getting that gun meant Things were going to be that much easier for you uh, yep. moving forward if you could get past that part, and that's not really how it is now. Um, oh, you know, the, the, the unique weapons. It's like, okay, well, that's a cool paint job, but that gun yeah, shit dude. compared to the thing I fucking made myself. <laughs> so, um, so it's it's disappointing, but at the same time, is like, I mean, I don't know. I, to me, it's like I wouldn't recommend buying it if you could get it super cheap or like rent it it's like it's fine it's 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 fine is what it is i you know for me as something like i'm watching tv with my wife so i'm gonna just dick around and Mm -hmm. you know me and my fucking alligator friend we're gonna go kill some dudes but as like uh you know this is the game i'm gonna play all the time i don't think it's that strong um And then I also started playing um, Guardians of the Galaxy. And I will say um, that from a uh, motion capture and kind of facial animation perspective, this is probably the best. It's the best game I've ever seen in Mm. terms of motion capture and facial animations. It is absolutely fantastic. The voice acting is on point the facial animations are absolutely amazing like it it these characters look fully realized on the screen the problem is they won't shut the fuck up they never stop talking they never stop talking and it's like it's like if you've ever had more than one small child in a car on a long car trip by the end of it you're like the next person who says anything just Test me. Like, I, s- <laughs> please please open your mouth and say something so I can make an example out of you for the sibling who gets to remain in the family because I swear to Christ I will leave you on the side (laughs) of the road please test me please say something right now so I can show you how strongly I believe that I will leave your bitch ass on the side of the road and not give a fuck about what happens like that's where I am in this game is like I get to the point where I'm just like if somebody doesn't shut the fuck up I'm gonna put my foot through the goddamn television because I <laughs> understand they're the Guardians of the galaxy they bicker blah, blah 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 but it gets to the point where i'm like i need you to shut up i just need you to stop talking you can't walk remember like when you would play the uncharted games and nate couldn't walk three feet down a hallway without reaching his hand out and touching something
1: yes yes
0: imagine that only instead of him touching something he's bitching at someone that's Guardians of the Galaxy and then the combat systems are it's kind of complicated they'll actually bitch at you while you're fighting okay so like you are in charge of Star-Lord so you're shooting guys with your guns and you can give commands to the other Guardians to do things They won't do those things without you telling them, which, on the one hand, is great Mm. because we've all played games before where you know the AI is a little too aggressive and you want them to then do something, and they're like, Oh, yeah, no, my power up's on cooldown because I literally used every power I had in the first five seconds. That's not this game, so like, but they started. I noticed this morning they were like fucking Gamora's like, I'd like to cut someone, and then then Rocket's like, I got all these grenades I can use, and I'm like, I'm getting swarmed by like 17 bad guys, and I now have to go into a menu to tell you to throw a grenade, and you to stab someone, and you to punch someone, and yeah, I get it, I am Groot, fucking fantastic, you got tree limbs, but can somebody, like, we just spent a half an hour in a hallway where none of you would shut the fuck up, finally some enemies showed up that I could shoot, and you still won't shut the fuck up, like, I get it, you want to do things I'm literally the only one doing anything right now. I need you to give me a minute. <laughs> like, like, I feel like I feel like if there was a bathroom, Peter Quill would be in it. And he would see uh, the light under the door that there were feet. And he's just, they're like, what are you doing? And he's, I just need a minute. Can I get a minute? I just need a minute. And he's like on his phone, like just... <laughs> Just wants 30 seconds to himself, and the toilet is the only place he could find it. And then Rocket's <laughs> fingers come like under the door. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> And it's like, I understand what they're going for, but it's so annoying.
1: Mm.
0: It's so annoying. And, and to their credit, they do – they hearken back way more to the comics than anything else. The 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 stuff that they've gotten from the movies is more like I mean, I don't know enough about the comics to know how much they bitch at each other. But like in terms of like the the plot lines and and the backgrounds of the characters, it's way more the comics. Just with Mm -hmm. some movie stuff thrown in. So like in this game, Drax did kill Thanos because you know, and that happened in the comics when Thanos and Mm -hmm. Annihilus teamed up. And so here it's the same type of thing, only it wasn't, you know, Thanos wasn't with Annihilus and and Annihilus' goons. He was with the Chitauri. So they kind of bring that in from the movies, right? But, like, Drax Mm -hmm. having killed Thanos is a thing in this game. Um, Mm. You know, so there's a bunch of stuff that they get from from. From the comics, like it's not that like Peter's father isn't Oa, his mom didn't die of cancer they the chitari came and and killed her and and kidnapped him, so I mean, like they get way more from the comics than they do from the movies I don't know I haven't read them enough to know if they bitch at each other all the time. That part seems full- lifted completely from the movies, and I'm like, of all the things to take from the movies, that's the worst thing yeah. to take <laughs> from the right. movies um. So it's like I want to finish it because I want to see what happens. I just I, I like it's like it just almost needs to be on mute, <laughs> <laughs> which is not what you're looking for. Any game, <laughs> great game. Don't want to hear it ever. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> so should be like a, an option to turn it off or something. like dumb down dialogue.
0: Something. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, uh, in yeah. I mean, it could be. It, it could be that there's a way to do. it, But I don't think so because I think it's supposed to be. Oh, and no, they comment on stuff that happens. You know, throughout it. It's just that some of the stuff that happens throughout the game. There's tension between Peter and Rocket, and it just gets so annoying. Where it's like, oh, I'd be like, you know what? I. You think I can't find another mechanic for this? fight? yeah! You and Tree Guy, you go do your fucking thing. I don't even give a fuck anymore. I'm going to take my ship and I'm going to go somewhere and I'll find someone who could fix this ship. I don't even give a fuck. That's what I'd be like, but whatever. Mm-hmm. So so we'll see how it ends. it would be, be interesting to see. I know for Black Friday, you know, you can get it. And I mean, there's a the thing, like, some of the systems work really well. The action is, is pretty good. It's, it's buggy. It's very buggy. I've had to restart checkpoints. But it looks really good. And, and um, like I said, the the... The voice performances and the facial animations really are top-notch. So, you know, it's kind of a mixed bag. And if you can get past the bickering stuff, I think it's worth playing. It's just, um, if you can't, which, you know, I'm obviously, you know, I'm having a hard time with it, Um, Mm -hmm. you know, it is is something to consider. Um, So so we'll see um and then uh you know obviously halo comes out december 8th so we'll see yeah. uh, co-op not until next year but i'll definitely be getting into the Which single I completely player completely
1: forgot about and that sucks
0: yeah yeah it's frustrating <laughs> it's frustrating and i and i know you've been playing forza horizons 5 i got into it because it yeah. was free and man i haven't had this much fun playing a racing game in quite a while um mm-hmm. So, you know, good for, good for them, you know, 10 million players. It took them like a week to get to that point. But yeah. I, I think it's a really solid game. The driving is on point, the number of things you can do. And I, I spent a half an hour just trying to get a billboard on a, on a building. That, to me, that's the side yeah. of a good racing game. When I get so sucked into these little things where I'm just, like, fucking around, jumping off of, of, a, of a hill and having a yeah. great time doing it and not caring about uh, a race that to me is that's what i love that's what i loved about burnout paradise and you know um need whatever need for speed that criterion did you know is those moments where you're just fucking around and less about being in a particular event
1: um yeah yeah they're great they they skirt the line perfectly between sim and arcade yeah they're they're like dead center like almost
0: yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to getting into it some more, but I just got to kind of knock out these games that I that I currently have. Yeah. Um,
1: well, it's great to pick up a play. Like it's, it's perfect to pick yes. up and around for 20, 30 minutes and then be done. Right, you know. exactly.
0: Yeah, and whether that's you just going around getting billboards or it's you actually like doing events. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yep all right um all right well that's it then for us for episode 135 uh however it is you choose to spend thanksgiving whether it's uh kind of hanging out by yourself or or with your family if you're traveling please be safe um know that uh you know as always we're we're very thankful for the folks that choose to listen and share and and uh, be be part of our 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 little family here and uh um, coming up to December you know we'll be getting into our favorite games of the year favorite movies of the year which are always fun shows for us but mm-hmm. um you know we got plenty on the the back burner uh, to watch and talk about so um yeah however you spend Thanksgiving please you know above all else be safe You know, and uh, whether you're traveling or or staying at home. And um, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next couple weeks. Uh, So, for myself and Mitch, this has been episode 135 of Vodafone Revolts. And uh, thank you again. Good night and have a good evening. Hello and welcome. All right, we're going to do that one again.